You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. We're back on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer, Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, and I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole coming your way each and every Saturday morning here only on 670 The Score. Dr. Cole, CrossFit, it began in the year 2000, and uh, you see a lot of... uh, Patients who uh, are involved with CrossFit, it's an epidemic, isn't it? It's interesting. It's one of the few new, I don't even want to call it new, 2000 is a long time ago, but it's one of the few sustained exercise, organized exercise programs that we've, that I've been witness to. I, the last one I can think of is aerobics, okay? I mean, I, re- I have rarely seen a exercise program like CrossFit that has sort of the adoption, ongoing utilization and frequency that compared to anything else that's going on at this point, maybe spin, things like that. But the great thing about CrossFit is that when people get involved, there's it's life-changing for them because it's very high intensity, It's um, uh, the frequency is high, it's sort of a competitive environment, well thought out. Uh, it's interesting. They don't get bored, so they tend to stay with it. So it may or may not be that much better than other exercise uh, regimens, if you will, but people tend to stay with it so they get results. That's at least been my thinking. Uh, the flip side is it can be a little bit complex, and there are injuries that happen, and I've seen a number of shoulder, uh, hip, back injuries that have happened in CrossFit that uh, come our way. But the denominator, the number of people doing it is enormous, so hard to say how frequent it is, but it is an issue, and it can be complicated, and there's progressions that have to be involved, and the trainers have to be really competent uh, to watch the varied age groups, various levels of, of, of athletic ability, all attending the same class, for example. We've got an interesting story to tell here with a CrossFit coach and a patient, so to speak, due to athletic injury. Haley Kopak is with us, a CrossFit trainer. She's been doing it since uh, 2014. She was a gymnast for six years. And then we're also going to bring on Dr. Shane No, one of Dr. Cole's uh, partner physicians at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and uh, Kaylee's treating physician, right, Dr. Cole? Yeah, Shane, uh, um, my partner, is uh, head of our hip preservation program, which is really the young athlete's hip, which is a lot different than the arthritic hips that walk in and you know come in for hip replacement, things like that. He's dealing with younger individuals who have often soft tissue problems and cartilage problems around the hip that don't need replacement. And it's a very important problem, and we see it in every major sport. We're seeing labral tears, hockey, NBA, NFL, it is an, it's an absolute epidemic uh, that guys like Shane know how to treat, and frankly, I do not, so I'm glad he's in my practice that I can refer them to these patients. Hey, let's start with Haley. Haley, uh, thanks for being with us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. What kind of uh, high-intensity interval training uh, do CrossFit do you do? So there's really only one type of CrossFit, which it's just constantly varied functional fitness. We're squatting, we're deadlifting. We're doing long workouts. It's just a variety of any movement that you can think of. Haley, do you think, do you agree with some of my comments? And I don't, because I've seen so many individuals who do CrossFit and uh, the, the the strength of it is that the, the, the impact it has in these people's lives is probably uh, the most profound that I've seen of any exercise program. Would you agree with that? And I, what do you think it is? Do you, do you agree that it's due to the, the intensity, the frequency, the sort of addictiveness of it? Because they're really different than most of my other patients who do some of these other programs. 
Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Once people find it, they tend to stick with it. We become one big community, and I think that's the big part of why people stay in it, along with the results that they get because they're continuing with it. What? Let me. There's another thing that comes to mind, and I'd be interested in your thoughts. Are, do you consider some of the, the 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 routine complicated, or you know, uh, more complex than some people would be accustomed to? And if so, you know, how dependent on they are they on sort of people like you who are a trainer and so forth? It can be. There are movements that are more complex than others. The class itself is not going to get very complicated, but that's what the coaches and the trainers are for. We're here to guide the beginner athletes as well as the elite athletes. So, so what happened to you? When I got injured? Yeah, how did you get injured and, and what happened? So it was, I've been doing CrossFit for about two years. I just started to feel some hip pain, um, mostly when I was squatting. So I took out squatting for a while, and it didn't quite go away. Um, it started to hurt when I was walking. It hurt when I woke up from sleeping. So I'm thinking it's just the constant impact of the squatting and the high intensity that I did. Over time, it just got to my hip a little too much. Busy with Haley Kopak, a CrossFit trainer, CrossFit coach, and also a Dr. Shane No. And that's why we bring in Dr. Shane No here. So we've got an injury, Dr. No. And uh, you are a uh, sports medicine specialist and uh, hip, hip uh, arthroscopy orthopedic surgeon. So uh, tell us how, uh, when you first saw Haley and uh, how you diagnosed something like this, Dr. No. Well, um, you know, as, as, uh, as we've all talked about, um, you know, exercises like CrossFit are, are great from a health perspective as well as just the, the energy that's involved. Um, in Haley's case, um, you know, the, as she had mentioned, the squats, it can be an issue only because of the high flexion that's involved as well as the uh, repetition and weight. Um, and so the combination of that with, um, in some cases, some patients may have a sort of a predisposition for what we call impingement uh, in which their the shape of their hip may, may kind of make them more prone to labral tears and cartilage tears, um, you know, kind of sets up for a perfect storm for potential injury. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately, we do see this uh, not infrequently. Um, and so, I, I, you know, sometimes it could be a one-time event. Sometimes it could just be repetitively over time. Um, but I think it's the, the high-flexion type activity that uh, places these patients at highest risk of injury. Um, Haley, when you went to see Dr. No first, um, what was your biggest fear? What was your biggest concern? Coming back to CrossFit, um, I've had injuries before, and I knew this one was probably my most severe one. So I was worried that I was going to have the surgery or need surgery, and my recovery wasn't going to go as planned. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of could have scripted that, just knowing, you know, the, the kind of patients that we deal with. Really, their biggest concern is, will I ever feel better and well enough to go back to the way I felt before I had this pain, right? I mean, that's really the biggest thing is nobody wants to not be able to do the things they love to do. Exactly. So, yeah. So, Shane, from your perspective, we're seeing so many hip problems. And, um, you know, I think now we're even at Midwest Orthopedics, uh, doc, the, the people who have do, done most of it has been Dr. Bush Joseph, and, and who was formerly the head physician for the White Sox, now it's Nick Verma uh, and Dr. No. 
And now we're talking about bringing yet another individual who does hip arthroscopy because the volume is just incredible uh, in terms of the number of individuals who have hip problems. When you speak to her, Shane, what, what do you tell her in terms of the, the predictability of uh, the, the, what's going to happen if she has a surgery and is she going to get back? Um, well, uh, you know, so we recently published an, an article in the American Journal of Sports Medicine, and uh, the, 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 I think the optimistic thing is that uh, most patients do go back. And so we just recently uh, reported that 88% of, of those who we studied were able to go back into CrossFit, and uh, 85% of them were able to go back to the same level or better. Um, so a young patient, uh, you know, recent onset of injury, no arthritis, uh, they've got, you know, normal uh, hip sockets, for example. Um, you know, those patients, you know, unfortunately they have to go through surgery, but with, with proper rehab, um, we'd say that, that our anticipation is that they should be able to go back into uh, CrossFit, you know, to the same degree as they were doing before. You're visiting with uh, Haley Kopak from CrossFit and also Dr. Shane No, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. I'm Steve Kasha with Dr. Brian Coe at Sports Medicine Weekly. One question I had for you, Dr. Dr. No, would you talk about the um, hip uh, arthroscopy procedure uh, that that uh, that Haley went through, and is it is it pretty common, pretty typical, and uh, what's the procedure all about? Yeah, so it's it's an outpatient surgery. It's done through uh, about three incisions about the size of your fingertip. Uh, we use a camera to look inside the ball and socket joint itself, uh, repair the soft tissue cartilage and labrum, uh, and then uh, most importantly, we also want to trim down some of the bone around the ball and socket so the ball and socket don't impinge on one another again following the surgery. And so uh, what we find is that the, the biggest risk of recurrence is that if you don't remove any bone, because um, uh, it can lead to the same impingement problem. Now, on the flip side of that, once we do remove the bone, it can minimize the risk of recurrence, and we actually have shown that we can increase the range of motion in the hips too, and so most of these patients may gain about 10 degrees of flexion and rotation that they didn't have before, and so that may be protective in terms of preventing future injuries, you know, when they're going back into to similar types of exercises. Um Haley, final question. Uh, how long did it take, and uh, how are you doing now? I'm doing pretty well so far. I'm eight months post-surgery. Um, my recovery has more been mentally tough than it has been physically tough. Therapy went really well. I've slowly started to get back into weightlifting and CrossFit, and it's, so far it's going well. It's just getting over the mental aspect that I know I had surgery, so I have to be cautious with what I'm doing. I can't just jump right back into what I was doing before because it's, I'm not the same. I'm not the same athlete that I was before surgery. Well, thanks. Listen, thank you very much for sharing your story. And it's awesome that we can get you and uh, your treating physician on the phone at the same time this morning. And I know I saw an awesome Facebook video of you. So you're, I think you're underestimating where you're at. I saw what you're doing now and you clearly have come a long way. Thank you. That's Haley. Kopak and Dr. Shane No here on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we come back on our show, we're going to hear from Fred Funk. He is a professional golfer who's gone through a ton of injuries. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score.